Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast and welcome to 2024. This is my first podcast of the new year. If you don't know me, my name is Tina Etheridge. I'm a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach and in this podcast episode, I really want to talk about mm, new year vibes amidst depression, amidst burnout, amidst illness or chronic illness and basically like the not so shiny perhaps not so sparkly sides of it being a new year and um how we can approach that truly how can we approach that so if you are feeling shiny and sparkly towards this new year i love that for you i am so thrilled for you it's such a lovely wonderful feeling Um, and maybe this podcast episode isn't for you and that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, this episode is truly a little mini love letter that is meant for the people that are feeling like, cool, cool, cool. It's a new year. It's 2024 and dot, 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 exclamation point, exclamation point, you know, kind of like general panic. And I really want to just normalize that experience because I think it's a lot more common than we think. It's just not talked about. Very, very similarly, like to how Instagram and social media, right, is this often very curated form of, um, what's the word? Uh, showing off our lives. Um, all the highlights, all of the good, all of the successes, all of the wins, all of the like cute outfits, whatever. And not so much like the hardship and the struggle. Not that everyone does this. Um, I certainly try not to on my account. And there are many other creators that don't, that have a more realistic version of what their life looks like, but it's not common. And I think very similarly, when we talk about a new year, um, right? We talk about New Year's resolution. What's your New Year's resolution going to be? What are your intentions for this year? Like, what are your goals? you know, what do you want this new year to look like? What's your vision board? All of these things, right? All of these things. And those things are great and we love them. We love them. If we are in the headspace for them, right? It is about uh, enthusiastic consent, enthusiastic self-consent. And um, right, if you do not enthusiastically consent to creating a vision board for 2024, like, please don't, please don't. So I'll speak for myself. I have been looking forward to January 1st since uh, maybe like November-ish, beginning of November, because that is when I learned about the Hobonichi Cousin, which is like a planner, um, and all of the ways that people use this in the Hobonichi brand community um, as a journal, as a memory keeper, right? So like there's these people that use this book um, they call it like a life book. Hobonichi calls it a life book, um, as a journal instead of a planner. And I think that's just like so cool or like a way to memory keep and have pictures and ephemera and like, uh, coffee receipts for like what coffee you bought at that coffee shop and all these little things, stickers, whatever, all these little things that bring you joy in a book, um, to help you remember what happened throughout the year, um, or as a extended gratitude practice. And I think, I thought that was so cool. I got super hyper fixated on it. So I bought one and I've been excitedly waiting for January 1st so that I could freaking use it. And I even like started using it before January 1st. Um, I started writing in like the November and December 2024 entries in 2023 because hashtag imperfectionism as a value. Um, And also I just wanted to. Um, But anyway, I was still really, really excited for it to start in January. And then 
January came around and I woke up January 1st feeling so sick, so ill, so crummy. And also like all of my excitement and expectations really fell flat, um, partly from being sick, but also from being like, oh fuck, it's a new year. What does this even mean? And also I feel really tired and exhausted and burned out. And I kind of have for the last couple months maybe. And I didn't just wake up January 1st and feel not burned out anymore. I didn't just wake up January 1st and feel super motivated and like, yeah, let me do all the things this year. Like I did not feel that way, (laughs) not in any way. And so I am coming into this new year with a feeling of slowness, right? I think, yeah, I think that's the feeling, a feeling of slowness of, right? I am not going fast. I'm not really setting goals. I'm not really... Um, necessarily looking ahead and being like, yeah, this is what I want my 2024 to look like. I'm not doing that. And again, partly because I'm not feeling great. And also partly because I kind of don't want to. I kind of really don't want to. I don't want to. 2023, oh God, I feel like I say this so often. Um, And for different reasons. But 2023 was one of the hardest years of my life. <laughs> it's always for different reasons, right? 2020, Well, that's a lot of extra 20s. 2020, we had the pandemic. Super hard, right? We all know this. So freaking hard. 2021, that is when I had my um, sexuality sort of like, I don't want to call it a crisis. Uh, No, it's not a crisis. Realization. There we go. Epiphany. My my sexuality epiphany about myself. And that is when I had um, my ADHD diagnosis and I was on medication for the first time in my life. And Later, almost, you know, maybe mid-year, I decided to get a divorce from the person that I'd been with for years. And woof, super hard year, super hard year in a different way, completely different way. 2022 was hard because my partner had his um, cancer diagnosis and we were just like really worried that his cancer was going to come back. And like that was really the struggle of 2022 and now 2023, right? It's just something different every year, ha. Uh, 2023 was, gosh, like um, moving and moving again and moving again and the stress of like trying to buy a house and moving again. And then a hurricane hit our town and it was devastating to our town and like just so much, just so much, so much. And so I'm coming into 2024 being like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next? Right. That uncertainty feeling of like, Uh, when is the shoe going to drop? I know it's going to drop. So when is it going to drop? And this feeling of, again, the uncertainty of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And what if it's bad? What if it's awful? What if it's worse? So that is like the mental space that I'm coming into in 2024. And also this feeling of like, right, there's everybody's talking about resolutions right now. So this feeling like, ooh, here are all these things that I wanted to do in 2023 that I didn't do. And this feeling of demand, expectation, and pressure to be like, well, I didn't do it in 2023, so I definitely need to make sure I do it in 2024 because I don't want years to go by and I still haven't done these things. Ah, panic, panic, panic. Like, that is the feeling that I'm having going into this new year. I don't know if that resonates with you, um, but that's me anyway. You might feel a little differently. You might have some other stuff going on, but... That is how I'm feeling coming into this new year. And I just want to normalize that experience because, again, the world wants to highlight, cool, January 1st, 
new year, fresh start, right? This is a fresh start. It's like turning a page and you have this nice, clean, pretty page. What do you want that page to look like? How do you want to decorate it? What colors do you want to use? What inks do you want to use? What stickers do you want to use? Whatever. It's that empty page. It's this question of like, how do you want this year to go? And so I really want to offer an alternative approach, an alternative perspective for those of us who, again, are coming into this new year being like, mm, I'm tired. I am tired. And a couple things I want to share. So the first one is, number one, you are allowed to create a fresh start whenever and as often as you need to, right? Fresh starts are something that we can conceive of in our brains, right? Like a fresh start. Um, we get to make a fresh start whenever we want to. It can be January 15th. It can be February 1st. It could be tomorrow and that's fine. And also, I would ask you to question whether or not that this idea of a fresh start, a quote unquote fresh start, is actually just perfectionism being really, really sneaky. So like, what if the idea of a fresh start is, oh, I need a fresh start because I'm getting it wrong, because I'm doing it wrong, because I messed up, because I made a mistake, because I didn't do it perfectly. So I need a fresh start in order to be able to continue moving forward. And if that's you, um, which it certainly is and has been me in the past, if that's you, I would say like, let's kind of let go of an idea of a fresh start. Let's just kind of like let that pass entirely. Maybe we don't need a fresh start. Maybe we actually need to radically self-accept where we are and how we are exactly as we are right now in this moment. Maybe it's not about doing it perfectly, but making it very, very safe to do less, so much less, doing it small, doing it tiny. Maybe it's about asking what is the wisdom in our resistance and exploring that with compassionate curiosity. And maybe it's about celebrating the fact that we started and not celebrating the fact that we finished because what does quote unquote finished even really mean anyway? I talk about all these concepts in other episodes, but I just wanted to offer that perspective. Okay, so the other little facet to keep in mind is um, we are allowed to embrace slowness. We are allowed to embrace slowness. And what that means is we do not have to be like everybody else who's saying, oh, it's January 1st. Let's go fast. Let's go, 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 go. We got to hit it. We got to hit the ground running. We got to take off. We got to launch. We got to use this energy. We don't have to do that. There are people that do feel that way and we love that for them. If you don't feel that way, that is okay. It's completely fine. You don't have to feel super energized, motivated, go, 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 go just because the calendar day changed to another day. You don't have to feel that way. You are allowed to go slowly at the beginning of this year. You are allowed to do the bare minimum. You are allowed to take care of yourself. You are allowed to support yourself because you do not deserve suffering. And if pushing yourself means that you are perpetuating suffering, then it's not worth it. It is not worth it. You do not deserve it. And also, if we're talking about the experience of demand avoidance, which 
I think many of you have um, in common with me. <laughs> uh, can we just talk for a second about how resolutions and goals are all just demands in disguise? Because really that is how it feels to me. It feels like this pressure. Like if I say, oh, I'm going to set this goal to have, um, I don't know, 20,000 followers on Instagram, which is a goal that I would like literally never set because it's so against my values. But like if I set that goal, I want to have 20,000 followers on Instagram by the end of 2024. That feels icky in my body. It feels like my chest is getting a little tight. It feels like I'm like constricting all of my muscles. It just feels like very cringe to me. I guess maybe that's what it is. It's cringe to me. And right, like no judgment if you have a goal to have more followers. Like I I like that's great. But for me in my brain and my life and my values, that is not aligned with like what I want. I mean, let me be real for a second. Like number of followers is not under my control. I can't just say, "Oh, if I post 500 times this year, I will be guaranteed to gain 10,000 followers. Like there is no, (laughs) there is literally nothing I can do to guarantee that I'm going to like gain a certain number of followers. And anyway, I think that's, it would be the same for if I said, and I would also never set this goal because my um, disordered eating simply could not. But if I said to myself, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of 2024, it would be the same exact experience. It would be the same philosophical, fundamental experience for me of being like, but so much of that is not in my control, right? Like, I mean, I could have a thyroid issue. I could have a, a hormone imbalance. I could have some kind of like condition that uh, keeps keeps that for or I mean that could trigger my eating disorder and that could backfire and it has backfired so badly in the past when I try to do that and so I don't want to set goals like that um I actually I kind of said this jokingly earlier like haha intentions but I actually really love intentions you need to find the word that fits best for you I've heard shifts I've heard considerations I've heard contemplations um I'm sure I've heard other ones, but those are the ones off the top of my head. I love intentions because intentions feel so demand-free to me. And intentions for me are about like my actions and my behaviors. And I don't know, I guess just from doing this work for so long, I inherently make um, intentions that are not demand-filled. I mean, I'm sure I could say I have an intention to lose 10 pounds. But like that doesn't feel like a values aligned intention to me that feels, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't. I would say instead, here's some other ways I would phrase it. Um, so instead of saying, I want to gain 20,000 followers, I would say, I want to post, um, what's the right word? Expansively, liberally. I want to share my voice with the world as much and as frequently as I can. And I want to value my ideas whether they seem silly or frivolous, um, right? Old me maybe would say that they're silly or frivolous, but no, they are actually valuable and I want to believe that they are valuable. That is an example of an intention for me. Another one would be, right? I don't want to say, oh, I want to go to the gym. Um, You know, I don't want to lose weight. I want to go to the gym six days a week for all of 2023 because that's just not realistic for me. That would be like, if I was a cyborg, yeah, okay. I could probably make that happen, but I'm not a cyborg. I'm a human. 
And um, so an intention for me would be, I want to change my relationship to going to the gym. I want to change my relationship with moving my body in such a ways where moving my body is joyful and fun and feels wonderful instead of feeling like a chore that I dread. That's another example of an intention for me. I don't know if intention is the right word. Maybe it's like consideration. Maybe it's contemplation. Maybe it's Another word that I'm not thinking of, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have the word, Tina, please message me on Instagram. Um, I would love to hear it. But that's what I got. (laughs) That's what I have right now. And also when it comes back to all of those things from 2023 that I didn't get done, um, that is such a harsh, kind of shamey, um, but also like a narrow view of the the totality of my reality because it completely neglects all that I have done in 2023, all that like did go well, that did feel right, that was wonderful in 2023. And I have a little exercise for you if you feel up for it, if it sounds um, enticing to you. It's something that I did um, that I really enjoyed this year. So I was really kind of like exiting 2023 feeling like, wow, 2023 was fucking horrible. Um, That was terrible. Oh, God, is 2024 going to be just as bad? I hope not. Um, But 2023, man, that was a real shit show. I just can't wait for this year to be over. I just had that feeling so strongly. And so back, um, I think it was like 2020 New Year's Eve, I did this ritual, um, because that was a really brutal, right? Pandemic year. Um, I was on bipolar medication that was not right for my brain. It made me very suicidal. It made me so suicidal. Um, that was a year where I was hanging on by a thread. I could not get out of bed for six months. I was bed bound for six months. It was so bad. Um, so that year, <laughs> I had a lot. I had a lot of shit happen. And so I did this thing where I wrote out all of the bad things that happened on scraps of paper and I wrote all of the good things out, right? I just kind of like let it flow. Whatever popped into my brain, like what happened this year? Here's like the bad stuff. Here's the good stuff. I just let it all come out on scraps of paper. And for the bad, quote unquote, bad stuff, the stuff that I was like, oh, that was really hard. Um, I ended up um, burning those scraps of paper in my little, um, what's the right word? Like uh, the, the bowl, I'm blaming the word, the bowl where you like hit it with a wooden rod and makes like a really nice sound. I don't know, sound bowl. I don't know. You know what I mean? Anyway, I burned them in my little sound bowl and it was like a way to like release those things and my attachment to those things and all of the good ones I kept. I didn't burn those. I kept those and I pasted them into my journal so that when I looked back on my journal, like that is what I want to hold on to. That is what I want to remember and it was really lovely and I desperately needed it at the time and it just felt so good. This year I did a little variation on it. Um, I did a little different this year because ADHD and novelty. Um, but I also, I wasn't really feeling like, oh, I want to burn. I don't know. I didn't want to burn it. I didn't want to burn it. I wanted to, I, just, I don't know. I just didn't feel, my intuition was telling me that that wasn't the right thing to do. Um, but what I did do is I wrote out all of the bad, quote unquote bad, um, I don't know what other word to use besides bad. I'm sure there's a better word. Challenging. There we go. Challenging. Ha! Challenging things that happened to me in 2023. Um, and I thought that list was going to be so long. I thought that list was going to be like brutal. But then I, on another page, I wrote out all of the good, the joy, the memories that happened in 2023. 
And holy shit, you guys, that joy list was so long. And it was amazing how my brain like just found, it's not like I had anything. I mean, buying a house is big, of course. That was definitely a big win, but like also it was so fucking painful. Um, So like mixed feelings. But really the good list, it's that saying, you know, um, you know, these tiny things add up to more than the sum of their parts. It's like that saying was so profoundly true in this instance where like I wrote just like these tiny moments of joy that I clung to this year, right? Like going on walks with my partner and my dog and playing um, Baldur's Gate 3 and <laughs> having this um, really yummy pho restaurant, pho restaurant um, come into our town, which is like a really big deal. Like just these like tiny little moments of joy, learning about diamond painting and having that hyperfixation and um, my planner journal hyperfixations and stickers, like just little tiny, tiny moments of joy. Coffee. Oh my God. I've like really upped my coffee game this year. Um, yeah. These little tiny moments of joy that added up to more than the sum of their parts. And when I looked at my lists objectively, subjectively, subjectively, whatever, objectively, ah, whatever one it's supposed to be. Um, when I looked at those lists, I was like, wow, actually 2023, I had this really negative taste in my mouth, this really negative impression of this year. And I just wanted to be done with it. But now that I look back and I see these tiny, tiny moments of mundane joy of my life, wow, actually wasn't so bad after all. So I guess big picture, it's sort of like a gratitude practice, but a lot of times gratitude practices don't um, really resonate with me for whatever reasons. They feel a little... They can feel a little forced at times. Um, So I always encourage people to find like the form of gratitude that works best for you um, and that feels resonant with you. Um, And we all have to figure that out. It's all, you know, it's all our own journey. There's lots of different ways to experience gratitude. It doesn't just have to be today I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. Like love that. I definitely do it. But again, it doesn't always resonate with me every single day. So yeah, this was like a kind of expansive, extended form of a gratitude practice. And I really loved it and it made me feel really good. And again, like the the quote unquote good list, the joy list, um, it's not like I had these like major milestones. I mean, I had some, but the ones that I really were the most profound and the most powerful to me are like just these tiny little beautiful moments, like just cuddling in bed with my partner and watching a nature documentary. We watched this documentary called, um, oh gosh, um, Life on Fire. Life on Fire about volcanoes. It is an amazing documentary. We watched a documentary called Wild North. All of these, I think, are on Prime, um, which, ick that they're raising, ick Amazon, ick that they're raising their prices. So gross, so slimy. I hate it. But great documentaries, great films, amazing. And just like how wonderful it is to like, just be holding hands in bed and watching a documentary like that's such a tiny mundane moment right it's not like graduating from university or getting hired to this prestigious law firm right it's like laying in bed at night watching a documentary like that's not i think maybe some people in this world would feel objectively like oh that's not really meaningful Um, but to me it is, to me that's way more meaningful is like these tiny beautiful moments. That is what I want in my life. I want 
tiny moments of joy. I want memories of cuddling with my dog and that's why I take pictures of her when she's being goofy and cute with her toys or when she's asleep. Like I want my phone to be filled with pictures and videos of her being goofy and cute because those are tiny beautiful moments to me, right? My neurodivergent joy, my hyperfixations, my special interests, those are all tiny beautiful moments to me. My yummy coffee in the morning, for sure. A really good meal is another one. Maybe moments with friends and family um, that just felt really lovely. Or maybe just going on a walk and you know like when the light is hitting so perfectly or you go on a walk and you see like a flower that you've never seen before and you're like, wow, that's so beautiful. Like those are the moments that I want to capture in my life. Those are the moments that I want to capture in my life because those tiny, tiny beautiful moments add up to so much more than the sum of their parts. Okay, so the other thing I want to share with you is something that um, my, my partner said when we were on a walk. And I'm probably not going to word it the way that he did, but I'll get close enough. And I was kind of talking about like, wow, yeah, like so many people are excited for the new year and all of like the hope of possibility and potential, but like there's so much uncertainty and there's so much out of our control and there's so much that can go wrong. I was kind of like expressing my, my fears and my worries there. And he said, you know, like all we can really do is do the best we can to make it a good year. And kind of the way he phrased it was to like intentionally fill it with good memories and right do the best we can like (laughs) that's all we can do life is gonna happen life is gonna be life life is gonna throw curveballs and be unexpected and there is always uncertainty in life but again what is certain is that we can come into it and be like I'm gonna take care of myself I'm gonna support myself um in doing the things that I want to do right not shame myself in doing the things I want to do but support my brain in doing the things that I want to do how can I support myself through this how can I um cherish cherish witness capture tiny beautiful moments how can I make changes to advocate for myself and my needs how do I support myself in doing that how do I make things more accessible for my brain how do I you know, get compassionately curious and, you know, investigate the wisdom of my resistance when things are feeling really hard. All of this, all of this is in our control. Um, so much is not, and that's so hard, but this is what is. So kind of to bring it full circle, if the start to this new year has felt really hard for you or you've been sick so many of us have been sick. I've been sick if you can't hear in my voice. Um, or you have just not felt those like New Year's woo-woo kind of vibes. I want to normalize that and tell you that you make sense. You make so much sense for feeling that way. And you are not alone. You are not the only one. And it is okay to enter a new year. I think it's actually, um, uh, what do I want to say? Self-aware, insightful, um, intelligent maybe a a blend of those words, um, to come into a new year and being like, oh, yeah, this, yes, possibility and potential, but also it could go really well or maybe it might not go really well. And life is going to life. Life is going to be life. Life is going to happen. And a lot of that is not in my control. Like that's actually pretty wise and realistic. Um, 
maybe I'm just uh, patting myself on the shoulder here, but I kind of think it is. I think it's very um, practical, utilitarian. I don't know. I don't know. You guys, words are hard. Words are very hard. I only speak English and yet words are so hard. So just remember that you are allowed to go slow. You are allowed to embrace slowness. You're allowed to take your time this year. We have a whole year ahead of us. And also time is a made up construct anyway, right? Like, isn't that also a huge part of this? Having ADHD, time isn't real, especially if you're neurodivergent. Time isn't real. What is time? I don't understand the passing of time. So maybe that was a little bonus one that I hadn't thought of until just now. Um, Time is fake. Time is a construct. So why do we even need to worry about, ooh, new year vibes? Maybe we don't. Maybe actually we don't at all. And maybe the way to move forward is to just treat it like it's just another day, another day in life and to ask ourselves like, cool, like how do I take care of myself today? What is supporting myself look like today? Um, What does my brain want to do today? Asking those kinds of questions. Um, Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And again, if you are having a hard time this new year, I see you and I very much understand and you make so much sense to me. And um, please take care of yourselves. Please be safe. Um, Sickness is flying around everywhere. So please, please, please be safe. Um, And I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening and take care. Bye.